0: The last five weeks, I preached a series called Sticks and Stones, and I preached my brains out. Uh, I cannot keep up that level of preaching, or I might explode. So, for the next five weeks, I'm just going to dial the throttle back a little bit and do more of a teaching thing, okay? So, just letting you know that. So, I'll be mostly seated. There'll be far less spit hitting the people in the front two rows. And uh, your ears won't be pinned so far back, but it won't be boring. I feel that, and I've said this often, preaching God's word in a boring fashion should be illegal in every country in the world. Because this is God's word that we're preaching. Um, But my invitation and my challenge to you is to be here every week because we're actually going to build according to a pattern. I don't know if you know that, but faith is meant to be built according to a pattern, not just random, you know, bit here, bit there. bit. you, you, You build anything, random, bit here, bit there, bit there, first gust of wind, boom, done. So we're building faith according to a pattern. And I want you to invite someone as well. And today's actually just an introduction. So today I'm going to give you an introduction to what we're going to teach for the next four weeks. And actually, one of the things I hope that that, that you'll uh, get your head around is there's somebody in your world, somebody you've been investing into that actually needs to be here. Somebody who's currently victim to the chatterbox. And I'll out him in a minute. But also, I'm confident that a number of you will see some breakthrough in your life over these next five weeks as well. So let's take a deep dive into uh, what's very much a foundational part of God's Word, part of the Bible, something that He, God Himself spoke. You can open your your Bibles, your Bible apps, and uh, open them up to Isaiah chapter 55. And um, if you don't uh, have that and first-time guests, we're going to put that on the screens. Ta-da! Gee, you guys are good. On the screens. And let me, let me read that. This is God speaking. Hey there. <laughs> I love that. If I was God, that's how I'd announce my... So it's like, ta-da! It's like, hey there! Exclamation mark. I love that. All who are thirsty, come to the water. Are you penniless? Come anyway. Buy and eat. Come. Buy your drinks. Buy wine and milk. Buy without money. Everything is free. Man, I love this. With God, everything's free and everything's priceless. And he invites us to access it through nothing that we have done and everything that he has done. Man, how cool is that? So when he says "Hey there," it's not to be "Whoa, hey!" It's like, "Yeah, oh. why do you spend your money on junk food? Your hard-earned cash on fairy floss?" On the fly translation there. Listen to me. Listen well. This is when God repeats Himself in the Bible. One of two scenarios: either you're in trouble, or he's or he's got a an invitation that's so great that he don't want you to miss it, right? So, 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 so if ever you hear God calling your name twice, right, you should either be terrified <laughs> or thrilled, okay? I, I'm not, I can't say which one's which at a particular point in time. Mark, Mark. Um, yeah. So here he is, you know, God, the ultimate father. Listen, listen to me. All right, the dad of teenagers. Listen, no, no this isn't that, okay? I, mean, I, can, I can give you the context in this situation. This is the good version. Listen to me. Listen well. Eat only the best. Fill yourself with only the finest. Pay attention. Come. Psst, psst, psst. Come, come close now. Listen carefully to my... Life-giving, life-nourishing words. It's a pretty great invitation, isn't it? And so I read that, something that God says to us, an invitation that God puts out to us. I want to make sure you, you don't miss this. I called it a newsflash. God has actually given us the ability to choose the voices we respond to. You guys are smart and I love you, but I also suspect that for some of you, this is breaking news. Some of you haven't actually yet discovered the truth of what God says that we have the ability. God's given us the ability to choose the voices we respond to. I live across the road from a park, pretty big park, really nice park, and uh, it's about sort of uh, 800 meters uh, rectangular circumference. And uh, I do some training there, some some running uh, in the mornings, and uh, uh, it's also a, a park that that that. Uh, pet owners, dog owners are allowed to bring their dogs and take them off the leash. And despite the fact that the park's quite big, um, we don't always coexist well, me and the dogs. Uh, We don't always play well in the park together. They're not my dogs, you know. So I'm running, and I'll be running, and the dogs are off the leash. You know, again, I think that's fantastic that that they get some exercise and all that rest of it. Um, But... Uh, when I'm sort of doing my lap or doing whatever I'm doing, very regularly, and I don't just mean once a week, I mean multiple times every time I go across there, um, many dogs will run up to me. Some will sniff my bottom, some will try to lick my legs. Salty, sweaty, mm, delish. Uh, some will try to run between my legs. Uh, though given that they have a much lower center of gravity than I do, it it, it doesn't tend to bother them as much as it sort of upsets uh, my rhythm. Uh, Some snap at me, some bark at me. And I just say, who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? Is what I actually know. I I choose some much stronger adult type words uh, uh, than this. And I say these words to both the dog and the dog's owner. What's fascinating to me is I yell at the dog, you know, shoo Fido. And they never listen to me. They never respond to me, they never obey. They just keep doing more of the same annoying stuff that they were doing all along. And then then this miracle takes place. Uh, The the, the dog owner calls out and the dog stops bothering me and just, (gasps) Back over to its owner it 's in, interesting to me that, that that the dog actually knows it 's got the ability to respond to choose wh- whose voice they respond to, and, and that the dog actually knows who 's the master it 's not me it's it 's whoever and and, they, and the dog chooses to respond to the master 's voice you 've got to hopefully get it that if a dog knows that it has the ability to choose whose voice it responds to, how much more should we who have self-control, who have God's spirit in us, who have hopefully a God breathed and growing wisdom, how much more we should realize we've got the ability to choose the voices we respond to. And here's the kicker the voice we respond to determines the future we experience. You see, it's not just the voice we listen to that will determine the future we experience, although that's the first domino, but it's the voice we respond to that determines the future we experience. So the question as we launch into this series is not simply, who are you listening to? Though that's an important question. It's also, who are you responding to? This video we threw up, the open video, Bouncy Balls, was intended as a metaphor for actually what our days can feel like in this piece of real estate right here. Psychologists have determined that The average human being speaks to themselves 50,000 words a day. And that of those 50,000 words, on average, 70% are negative words. Which, do the math, I've done it for you, is 35,000 negative words a day happening here in between our ears. This voice, the voice of the chatterbox. The chatterbox, I told you I'd out him, is the devil. Our enemy, God's enemy. And I taught through our Sticks and Stones series that the enemy always attacks what God anoints. If God's given you an assignment, which I believe he has, and if God's empowered you and gifted you to accomplish that assignment, and I believe he has... You don't get a free run at it. We don't get a free run at it. We have an enemy who's going to try and get in our way. And one of the most uh, vital and strategic battlefields that he tries to take us out on is the battlefield of the mind. The chatterbox is relentless. The problem is the lies that he speaks to us, can actually block us from hearing the truth, the promises, the words that God speaks to us and about us. So the win around this next five-week series, the big win is to teach us, teach you how we can overcome the lies of the devil with the promises of God, how we can better hear the promises of God over the relentless chatter of the enemy. If you're a Simpsons devotee, or if you used to be, uh, often you'll see an image where Homer has two versions of Homer, one on each shoulder, angelic Homer representing God's voice and demonic Homer representing the devil, the chatterbox. And, and and one of them's in his ear and then the next one's in his ear and then one of them's in his ear and, and the next one's in his ear. And I've met people that thought that once you make a decision to start following Jesus, that the dude in red disappears. The truth of the matter, however, is that when you make a decision to follow Jesus, the dude in the red turns it up. Because now you have an awareness of your assignment and he has to now work hard. He didn't have to work hard to attack the people that haven't joined the army. But when you sign up for active service, the enemy dials it up. Happens for me. You know the time when the devil is the most active inside my brain is right now when I'm preaching. You'd think he'd leave me alone because I'm busy. I'm preaching God's word. No, because I'm preaching God's word, he turns it up to 11 inside my brain. I work hard preparing my messages. I work hard developing the gift as a communicator. I work hard through the week and week in and week out to bring helpful content to hopefully be used by God to bring his word alive in 2015 to the people he's called me to lead. And while I'm doing that, the devil's inside my mind chattering. He's saying to me, look at that person. They're not very interested in what you have to say. Look at their body language. Wasted your time all week preparing a message for them. Look at that person. They're not even awake. And I have the choice to listen to that voice, right? It's there. I can't turn it off. Or to crash the chatterbox and listen to what God says. God says to me, no, Mark, What you're saying is so deep and powerful that those looks on the faces of the people is not one of boredom. It's one of pensive contemplation. It's one of startling, startling reaction to the profundity of the words you're speaking. That's better. Over the next five weeks, the chatterbox... (coughs) this is my sort of, you know, value proposition guarantee is going to actually get louder for you because I'm going to teach you how to override his voice. And that's the win with God's word and God's promises. And he don't want that. He wants to keep you a a prisoner to his voice and his lies. And so he's going to turn it up over the next five weeks. You think, oh, I'm learning how to turn it, how to, yeah, that's right. And he knows that, and so he's going to step it up. That's the, the point. Parents, you know, I've said be here for these next five weeks. I, I, my, 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 my strong, confident conviction is you're going how to learn how to crash the chatterbox. Be here every week. Get here. And some of you parents... He's going to say, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. You think you're all that. You think you're so holy. You know, yeah, you're going to commit to be here for five weeks. You can't even get your child here without having an argument before you leave the front door. Which might be true. (laughs) But is that the voice we're going to listen and respond to is the question. So we can't stop the chatterbox, but we can learn how to defy him. And here's the thing that I've thankfully learned since I graduated from my teenage years. Just because something is suggested doesn't mean you have to go along with it. I grew up in High Wycombe. Uh, I went to high school in Lesmurdy, and I would catch public transport to and from school and the bus, the MTT, uh, a.k.a. Transperth, uh, would go past my, my uh, suburb of High Wycombe, would, would, would stop in Kalamunda. I would then have to change buses and take a, a different bus from Kalamunda to Lesmurdy. That's in the morning. And then in the evening or afternoon, I would have to take a bus from Lesmurdy back to Kalamunda, change buses, and then uh, take a separate bus back to High Wycombe. In the afternoons, that changeover window between the two buses, there was about a 25 minute gap. And this was the days before we had anything to, you know, kind of keep ourselves amused. Teenage boys did not do well sitting still for 25 minute periods after a full day at school. And so, quite often, not every day, but nearly every day, uh, some of my friends would suggest. Hey, Mark, I know what we should do. We should go to Kohl's and steal, shoplift, uh, salted plums. And so multiple times each week, my colleagues and I would go to Kohl's and steal salted plums. They would suggest it and I would go along. Now, I look back now and this whole thing was absurd to me. I mean, not only because it was illegal, which you know, like I don't recommend doing things illegal, just you know, as a general rule of life. But I didn't even like salted plums. I never once ate ate one, and they're salty. I've since developed a much more refined palate. Uh, But I went along because they suggested it. That was it. That was my rationale. Oh, why did you do a stupid thing like that, Mark? What do you mean? Because my friend suggested it. When you're a teenager, that's, like, that's all the explanation you need. Your parents say, well, it was a stupid thing to do. Why'd you do it? You look at your parents like, they don't have a clue what you're talking about. What? What do you mean, why'd I do it? Because my friend suggested it. <laughs> Just because something's suggested doesn't mean you have to go along with it. We are no longer teenage boys. So, Good idea to stop acting like one. I need to insert this too, by the way. The goal of crashing the chatterbox isn't actually to make us happier. I mean, I think it will. But actually, the ultimate goal is so that we will listen, hear, and respond to God's calling on our lives, that we'll actually hear and pursue and fulfill His destiny for our lives. Author Brendan Manning talking about how if we listen to the chatterbox instead of the voice and the promises of God, that great deeds remain undone. And the possibility of growth into greatness of soul is aborted. And, 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 and guys, I would hate for any one of us that on that day when we stand face to face with God, that we'll have to explain to Him why some great deeds remained undone because we chose to listen to the chatterbox instead of the voice of God. So that's what this next five weeks is all about. Stephen Furtick says it this way, lies create limitations. See, the lies of the devil stop us from seeing God's promises or maybe if we see them, he's, he, he tries to override them. He tries to tell us we can't do them. He tries to tell us we're not worthy of the calling. He, he tries to tell us that, that who do we think we are and, and look at all the failures in our past that couldn't could, someone like us couldn't possibly serve God, represent God, spread God's fame. No, no, not you. Not you. Yeah, I know you read about somebody that did, but not you. Oh, please. Yeah, yeah, you you know the thoughts, you you thunk. In fact, I reckon what we should do is we should do a little, you know, kind of video of what goes on inside your brain Monday to Saturday and roll that up on the screens on a Sunday. And then, yeah, tell everyone how you're serving God. Oh, well, yeah, I guess you're right. In that case, I won't do anything. Lies create limitations. We can't turn off the chatterbox. But this is all about how we can override the chatterbox with the promises of God. And we need to do that because of the lives that God's called us to impact beyond our own happiness and well-being. See, the dialogue, I'm lifting this straight from Stephen Furtick's book, the dialogue you participate in determines the destiny you experience. <laughs> All right, it's my token walk around. Um, <laughs> I've been uh, in church leadership for 20 years, and... Uh, and uh, this isn't this isn't a, um, a whinge or anything. This is kind of like like a chuckle moment. So prepared to chuckle. Um, <laughs> it's also quite timely with what's going on in our current uh, political landscape. I've observed in twenty years of leading churches that politics and church leadership are two of the only environments two of the only professions on the planet where people who have no experience in the job, <laughs> no training for the job, and a limited perspective on the job based often on, you know, two-minute media soundbites that are edited by people with a particular worldview, uh, or in the case of churches, you know, just to... I've observed that politics and church leadership are two of the only professions on the planet where people think that they... Their job is to tell you how to do your job. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. I I say that as a chuckle, not to create a nervous moment, because we don't do that. And I love that. We ask questions. If we don't understand something, we go to whoever the leader is and say, "Hmm, help me understand. Rather than, you know what? What you should do is, because like, you know, is that what you do when you walk into your doctor's office? Hey, doc, I'm sick. And uh, what you should do is... and Walk into your accountant and say, look, here's, all, here's my shoebox uh, of receipts, you know, evidence that I'm a very good manager of my money. And what you should do is, an the accountant's like, what? You're telling me what? So, that doesn't happen here, and I love that. And I want to affirm you guys. When we wear our big boy pants. We, we wear our trust goggles. We ask questions. Great. We seek understanding. I love that. It's healthy. It's how healthy relationships develop. Big boy pants, trust goggles, seek understanding. But there was a time. And uh, I'm just speaking for myself, but I I, I pretty much represent a lot of church leaders as well. Uh, I try to make decisions with as much wisdom as I can muster. And often that wisdom is uh, gathered from the, the wise people that I choose to surround myself with, other wise leaders. I I try to make decisions with a great deal of integrity that aren't based on, you know, my own selfish pursuits, that are based on God's kingdom, seeing people follow Jesus. And uh, (laughs) over the years, the devil has used some of the people that have told me what I should do with all of their experience and training that they haven't got um, to kind of knock me off my game. That's been an angle that he's taken with me. And, and, and you've got your own thing. You've got your own, you know, potential kind of chink that the devil might come at, whatever that is. Family of origin stuff, uh, you know, uh, leading people in your workplace who are older than you, that that can be, uh, you know, the devil can get in that. Who do you think you are, you young whippersnapper? Um Whatever, you know? And so I learned a principle. Um, when Because here's the thing. You know, I talk about the, the battlefield of the mind and the chatterboxes in there. Sometimes the battle takes place in here, but the voice comes from out there. This is, I'm just kind of shifting gears a little here, right? Sometimes it's all in here, all in here. But sometimes it starts out there and works its way in here. Someone puts a stupid, you know, accusatory comment on, on, on social media. Uh, someone, you know, gets up in your grill. Someone, uh, I learned a very simple principle many years ago, and I teach it to our team leaders now. Not every comment deserves a response. It's a game changer right there. If you, if you take that particular principle on and, and apply that. Not every comment deserves a response. Some people would, would send me an email. This is, again, this is in the past. I love now that, that there's a health and, uh, and, a, and an openness and a trust developing here. But I would get an email, and, and here's what I would do. I would just scan it for question marks. I wouldn't read the content. I just look for question marks. You know, the end of each sentence, what, what's the punctuation? If it's exclamation marks and full stops, And no question marks. I just delete it. I don't even read it. If it's a a social media comment, you know, you kind of look at that because people don't use punctuation on social media. Drives Reese crazy. Uh, But um, you just look and think, nah, I'm not responding to that. Not every comment, deserves a response. So again, this is just a part of this idea of crashing the chatterbox. Sometimes we get sucked in because he uses an external voice to get inside our brain, and we think we have to respond to all of them. No, you don't. We don't. And by the way, the biggest knuckleheads deserve the least amount of our attention, People who come seeking understanding, who write an email replete with question marks, I'll spend days with you if if it's understanding you're looking for. Absolutely. If you if you want Mark, can we have a coffee, I've got some questions. Questions, coffee, my shout. But 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 chatter? Hmm. Not so much. Let's have a look at this video. This makes them incredibly formidable. I think there's zero threat. My problem is KG's a little too over the hill. You're just going to have one shot here because I'm just not sure all that will click right out of the box for one big last to for this group with the two older players. I don't see it. I still think they're the fourth best team in these I'm the man. I'm the man. am the man. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. I believe every lie that I ever told. Paid for every heart that I ever stole. I paid my cards, and I. I told a few people that that song is the song that I play in my head. <laughs> I told Georgia, and she didn't believe me because she said you only listen to old people's music. <laughs> and that's going to cost you, Georgia. And I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do or when. But just listen to this. When you least expect it, revenge will come. If you get an envelope full of glitter. <laughs> right, just a little, uh, little thing. Well, yeah, no. Well, anyway, Listen. Over the next four weeks, I can't teach you how to turn the chatterbox off. He, he don't play by my rules. I'm pretty confident he'll turn things up for you over the next four weeks. Oh, great. That's <laughs> all I need. But you don't have to be frightened by that. Because what I'm going to teach from God's word is how to crash the chatterbox and override. What? What? What's that? See, Gerard's talking to his girlfriend, Angie, down here while I'm preaching, by the way. But I can't hear what he's saying, just as well. What? You're sorry, I can read lips. Yeah, you're flipping <laughs> order be. Both metaphorically and quite literally, God's Word teaches us how to override the chatterbox, right? (laughs) And the way we override the chatterbox is with God's Word. (laughs) I know. It's amazing. So for the next four weeks, I may or may not preach with these headphones on. They're blue, Elevate Blue, of course, with my phone, and my watch, and my undies. TMI. I'm gonna do one more thing before we finish. Those uh, some of you haven't actually made that decision to follow Jesus and uh, I want to invite you to decide to follow him today <sighs> yeah we've got an enemy hmm. beautiful thing is we've got somebody who came to earth 2000 years ago and actually defeated him and uh, he invites us like God said through the, the dude Isaiah come listen to me he says come follow me And if you've never decided to follow him, I want to give you that opportunity in a moment. And all we'll do is just take a moment here this morning before we drink coffee and and go about the rest of our days. Uh, Just I I want, for those of you that have never said yes to following Jesus, just to take that opportunity. So what I want you to do in a moment is just put your hand up and say, yeah, that's me, God. I want to actually follow Jesus today. And when I see your hand, you can put it down and then we're just going to quickly pray. So right now, just before we finish. If you've never made a decision to follow Jesus, to say yes to him, then I want you just now to say, God, that's me. I'm in. When I see a hand, you can put it down. And then we're going to pray. I don't want to miss anybody. Got to make sure I see it. All right. If that was an auction, you wouldn't have got the bid. Thank you. Well done. Who else? Great. We saw one person lift their hands. I want to... Pray like I said we would, and let's just all pray together. The person that lifted the hands, you say these words after me, but we'll all say these words uh, as well um, to uh, really show that we support and affirm the decision you made today. So say these words with passion. Remember, Jesus didn't just die. He also rose again. We'll celebrate that somebody's just been raised to life, the miracle that that represents. Dear Jesus. Today, I commit to follow you, I put my trust in you, I thank you for forgiving me, for giving me a brand new start, and I commit from this day forward to follow you, to listen to you, to obey you. I thank you that you call me, that you give me a destiny, and I'm excited to discover that and pursue that. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, I'll be the guy on the Vespa riding off into the sunset with these headphones because they don't actually belong to me. Well, at least they didn't before now. I told you I'd get my revenge on you, Georgia. These are Georgias. And you said I listen to old people's music. I'm keeping your beast headphones. And now we're even. She said, I can't ride with flat tires. I think that particular comeback smells like her dad. And her dad and I used to be friends, till about 14 seconds ago. Anyway, oh, you know, you win some, you lose some. Easy come, easy go. This week, our coffee is Volcano of Gold. I think if any coffee ever got an award for being the best named coffee, it would be this. And uh, if ever I found a volcano of gold, I think I'd be doing pretty flipping well. So uh, it's great coffee. A lot of first-time guests here this morning. Grab a coffee for them and uh, make sure you're here next week so we can continue to crash the chatterbox while I'm wearing my new Beats headphones.